is October 1988. Three miles north of San Juan at the Munoz International Airport, a passenger plane bound for New York taxis onto the runway. In row 16, seat F, Tony Rodriguez peers out the window. Tony is excited to travel to New York and excited to see what opportunities the big city will bring to his life. Tony is traveling with his beloved parrot, who he named Jax. Jax is in a small cage under Tony's seat, and he is hoping Jax stays quiet for the four-hour flight. Exactly two weeks ago, Tony was finally evicted from his apartment for non-payment of rent. Desperate for a lifeline, Tony turns to his cousin Carmen, hoping she'll offer him sanctuary in his time of need. Their relationship has always been complicated and somewhat mirrored the relationship of Carmen's dad, who is Tony's dad's brother. But despite that, Carmen can't turn her back on her family. And even though she has reservations, she agrees to buy Tony a plane ticket to New York and let Tony stay with her temporarily, unaware of the storm that's about to descend on her life. As the wheels of the plane touch down on the tarmac of JFK Airport, Tony's heart races with a mixture of anticipation and anxiety. With his belongings packed in a single suitcase and his bird jacks, Tony exits the airplane as Carmen stands at the arrival gate of the JFK Airport. Her heart races with anticipation. The bustling crowd fades into the background as she scans faces in the crowd, searching for a familiar sight of her cousin, Tony. And then, in the middle of the crowds of travelers, their eyes meet, a fleeting moment of recognition that sparks joy in Carmen's heart. With a smile that lights up her face, Carmen rushes forward to embrace Tony, her favorite cousin from Puerto Rico. In that moment, Tony's anxiety and problems melt away, replaced with a sense of warmth and belonging. They laugh and share stories, catching up on lost time as they make their way through the bustling airport. Carmen glances at the covered cage that Tony is carrying and asks, what's that? Tony lifts the cover just a little and says, this is Jax, my best friend. As they emerge onto the streets of New York City, Carmen feels a surge of excitement mingled with a hint of apprehension. For Tony, this city represents a new beginning a chance to leave behind the troubles of the past and start afresh. Together, they navigate the crowded sidewalks and neon-lit streets. Their laughter echoes against the towering skyscrapers. After grabbing lunch and boarding the subway, Carmen tells Tony about her job. Tony, I'm really glad you're here. I want to fill you in on something important. You know how I've been telling you I'm caring for this lady named Martha, right? Well, it's not just a job. I actually live with her as her caregiver. Wow, that's a big commitment. How does that work? Yeah, it's been quite a journey. Martha needs round-the-clock care, so I'm with her all the time. It's a live-in caregiver arrangement, which means I have a room there and take care of her day and night, Monday through Friday, and some weekends. Her family comes over every Sunday, so I usually have Sundays off. I see. 
That's a lot of responsibility. But what about you? When do you sleep? How do you manage? I have my own room in Martha's house. It's not a huge space. It's challenging at times, but Martha's become like family to me. I want to make sure she's well taken care of. Martha's house has a nice basement, and you will stay there. But listen to me, Tony. I did not get permission from the family or Martha for you to stay, so I need for you to keep quiet, and it's only temporary. You have to find a job and a place to stay, and I do mean like very quickly. With Carmen's gentle explanation, Tony gains a deeper understanding of her living situation and the dedication she has to her caregiving role. As they navigate the new chapter together, Tony realizes the sacrifices Carmen has made and the strength that she possesses to support both Martha and him in his new life. Tony settles into the basement of Martha's home, and everything is quiet and peaceful. Carmen gives her cousin some information about jobs in the city that he can apply for. Mary and Rob and the kids visit every Sunday and spend the day with Martha, including church, dinner, and sometimes Martha plays games with her two grandkids. Martha's condition is slowly deteriorating, but it's hardly noticeable to her family. Tony's days of hiding begin to feel monotonous and stifling. Despite his initial determination to lay low, he finds himself increasingly restless and eager to break free from the confines of the basement. Jax, his loyal companion, senses his frustration and tries to keep up his spirits with the cheerful chirps and playful antics. Jax talks and speaks a few sentences that Tony has taught him. Despite the risk, one Saturday night, Tony calls one of his younger cousins, exits the walkout door of the basement, and, unbeknownst to anyone, ventures into the city under the cover of darkness, craving the thrill of freedom and the adrenaline rush of his past life. He tells himself it's just for one night, just to shake off the boredom and feel alive again. But with each step he takes, he knows he's playing a dangerous game, one that could have dire consequences for him and those that he cares about. Tony's nights in the city become more frequent, and Tony's nights of reckless partying, drinking, and drugs take a dangerous turn as he finds himself embroiled in a series of escalating events. As Tony immerses himself in the vibrant nightlight of the club, he reunites with his younger cousin, eager to let loose and indulge in the euphoria of the moment. They dance into the night, fueled by pulsating rhythms of the music and heady rush of alcohol and the allure of forbidden pleasures. In the midst of the chaos and exhilaration, Tony's cousin approaches him with a request, a small favor that carries with it the weight of the consequences yet to unfold. Tony's cousin, caught up in a frenzy of the moment, asks Tony to hold a stash of drugs for him. It's a simple request, he assures Tony, a quick favor that will earn them both a tidy sum of money. In the haze of alcohol and drugs, Tony's judgment is clouded, but he doesn't hesitate to agree. Enticed by the promise of easy money and the thrill of living on the edge, as Tony tucks the drugs into his pocket, a sense of unease washes over him, a nagging voice of doubt that whispers warnings of dangers ahead. But in the heat of the moment, he pushes aside his doubts and convinces himself that he can handle whatever comes his way. After all, it's just a small favor for family, right? Tony's young cousin thanks him and pays him for holding onto the drugs. The lure of easy money and partying in the city proved to be alluring for Tony, and now finding a real job takes a back burner to the nightlife. One day, Carmen confronts her cousin. Antonio, we need to talk. This situation can't go on like this. 
What are you talking about, Prima? Everything is fine. No, it's not fine. Your being here was supposed to be a temporary arrangement, a few weeks at most. I know, I know, but it's complicated, Carmen. I'm still figuring things out. Complicated is an understatement. Martha can't know that you're living in the basement, and Jax is becoming louder every day. You're becoming a swatter, Tony. I can't have you swatting in the basement. Mary is trusting me to take care of her mother, and I can't betray that trust. I get it, Carmen. I get it. I will find a job next week. I promise. I promise, Carmen. Antonio, this is supposed to be a fresh start for both of us. I can't jeopardize my job and Martha's safety for that. I promise. Just a bit more. I've been looking for my jobs, I swear. Once I get back on my feet, I can find my own place. I know you've been sneaking out of the basement at night and going into the city and partying with that bum cousin of yours. You better not be using drugs. You know what happened last time. Okay, okay, Carmen, I hear you. I just snuck out so I can go out and have a little fun. It's bored sitting in this basement all the time. I promise you, I promise, I am going to find a job. I'm going to get my own place. I appreciate everything that you're doing for me, Carmen. You know I love you. I got something big that's coming up, and if you make me leave, it will fall apart. And whatever deal you're working on will not happen here. I will make it fall apart. Clean this stuff up and make Jax quiet down. All right, all right, I'll figure something out. Just give me a bit more time. Antonio, I care about you, but I can't keep compromising my responsibilities. I mean it. One week, Tony, one week. One week turns into two weeks, and two weeks turn into two months. Tony goes out of his way to avoid Carmen, leaving by the side door and returning the same way. One Thursday night, Carmen hears Martha saying hello, and she goes to her room to investigate. Who are you talking to, Martha? Martha says someone said hello to her, and she said hello back. There it is again. Hello. As Carmen listens to Martha about hearing someone saying hello, she realizes that it's likely Jax, Tony's parrot, making the noise. Understanding the gravity of the situation, Carmen decides to take action. She follows the sound to the basement where she discovers Jax perched on his cage, repeating the word, Hello! in a cheerful, albeit slightly mischievous tone. Carmen looks around, and there are drugs. Drugs packaging, material laying in plain sight on the table, but no Tony. Carmen knows it would be cruel to gaslight Martha into thinking that she's hearing things, as Alzheimer's is already taking its toll on her. So she brings the bird upstairs, places the cage on the end table in Martha's room, thinking Jax might be a good companion for Martha. As usual, Martha's family was planning to visit on Sunday, and this may be a good way to explain why Jax is here. Jax loves being out of the basement, and Martha immediately falls in love with Jax. And when her family comes to visit on Sunday, they thank Carmen for the thoughtful gift to Martha. Thankfully for Carmen, they never question where Jax came from, and she doesn't volunteer the information. Weeks pass, and Carmen has not seen Tony. He has not surfaced. Tony has got involved in selling illegal drugs and has gone missing. Recognizing the seriousness of Tony's disappearance and his involvement in illegal activities, Carmen decides that tomorrow she will take action. She will clean up the drugs in the basement and contact authorities. She will share what she knows about Tony's activities and his connection to Martha's home, hoping to aid in the search for him and ensure the safety for everyone involved. 
but for Carmen, her plan is a little too late. This is Episode 2 of The Squatter, for Take Care Time, The Tales and Exhales of Caregivers. In our next episode, we find out what happens to Tony, Carmen, and Martha Peters, and why Martha was found wandering in her neighborhood partially naked. We want to extend a special thanks to our feathered friend, Jax, for bringing laughter and light into Martha's world. Whether he's charming us with his cheerful chirps or adding a touch of whimsy to our story, Jax reminds us that even in the darkest of times, there's always room for a little joy and companionship. And speaking of companionship, don't forget to check out Puzzabilities, the proud sponsor of today's episode. Dive into a world of sensory delight with their custom jigsaw puzzles and subscription boxes. Perfect for caregivers and puzzle enthusiasts alike. With Puzzabilities, every piece fits together to create moments of joy and relaxation. And this month, you can find a puzzle of Jack's with all his pretty feathers and his sensory pieces. Do you need more information on Alzheimer's? We recommend the Alzheimer's Association at ALZ.org. Please note that this episode features reenactments and dramatized details. While in most cases the exact verbatim dialogue may not be known, all dramatizations are grounded in historical research. To respect the privacy and confidentiality of individuals involved, names have been changed and some identifying details have been changed as well. Do you have an interesting caregiver story that you would like to have told? Please email us at podcasts at takecaretime.com. We would love to hear from you.